Do you ever feel uncomfortable at the doctor's office? Maybe you don't feel like you want to share your whole story with your physician, or maybe you don't feel like you're being listened to. Well, you're not alone, and this mistrust on top of existing inequities in the healthcare system can have real consequences on people's health, especially people of color. So to help medical students understand the importance of listening and empathizing with their patients, educators are turning to methods like comedy, improv, and even comics. And one comic called Empathy 101 depicts how medical schools are implementing those techniques today. So we're joined in the studio now by Dr. Marshall Chin, the U Chicago medicine professor and physician who's featured in the Empathy 101 comic. Welcome, Dr. Chin. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on your show, Sasha. And Josh Newfeld is on the phone with us. He's the comics journalist behind Empathy 101. Hey, Josh, welcome to the program. Hi there. So, Dr. Chin, I'll start with you. Tell us, why are so many patients feeling like their doctor is just not listening or doesn't understand them? Part of it is structural, that our, our healthcare system is not set up in a way that supports and incentivizes taking quality time with patients. Part of it, too, is that in our training, we tend to overemphasize the technical and scientific aspects as opposed to humanism, and both are important. And we need to do a better job then of training people to be humanistic and to supporting and rewarding those clinics and hospitals that do it well. And speaking of training, I mean, this is what you're doing. You're teaching health equity at UChicago Medicine. So tell us more about how your course aims to address what you just talked about, right? That prevalence of patients being dismissed or just feeling like they're not heard. Yeah. About a dozen years ago, Dr. Monica Veller, one of my colleagues, had created a a course which has now become a required course for the first year medical students on health equity. And about three years ago, she invited a bunch of us who have an interest in using the arts to teach about equity to do a series of workshops using improv and stand-up comedy, graphic medicine, which is comics, and an art form called Theater of the Oppressed to, again, to teach about advancing health equity. Part of that is becoming a better listener, being more observant of patients, forming better, more trusting relationships. And part of it is engaging then in difficult conversations around issues like like racism mm -hmm. and privilege. Was that odd at the time for her to approach you with, with improv and, and virtual reality as, as an option for a topic like this? Monica is an incredibly innovative educator, and we have a couple great co-directors of the program now, Dr. Dale Davenport and Milda Saunders. And the thought was that the arts may provide a particularly strong way of using the students' own personal experiences in a very active learning way to discuss and develop these skills, as opposed to being passive listeners in a lecture, for example. Yeah. Let's bring you in here, Josh. Your comic, Empathy 101, it's about the different ways that educators like Dr. Chin, they're trying to teach and engage medical students in conversations really about things like health equity and empathy. So why did a comic as a form of storytelling make the most sense for this? Um, well, for one thing, I think there's been a lot of uh, discussion about how comics like are a real tool for empathy in general. Like there's been a lot of writing, including by like Scott McCloud, who did understanding comics about how readers can't help but sort of identify with the protagonist of a comics story and so that's been a big part of the kind of comics journalism work that I've been doing for quite a while now where I try to use this form to create connections between readers and whatever topic I'm covering um, so clearly 
you know, empathy itself seemed, um, especially in a medical context, seemed like a perfect opportunity. Plus, uh, the use of comics in um, in this form, you know, is sort of a meta aspect to it, which was really fun for me to dive into. Yeah, I mean, and people probably don't think of nonfiction stories about health equity and medicine when they think of comics, right, Josh? Uh, true, but there's been a lot of um, graphic medicine, which is this all-encompassing term for sort of like the combination of, of comics or, you know, graphic narratives, graphic novels, whatever term you want to use, and medical uh, discourse. Um, so this this field of graphic medicine is actually a really big one, especially in the, non in the nonfiction comics world. Uh, so it's not as unusual as some people might think, um, and I was just happy to sort of, you know, pitch in as well. Yeah. <laughs> How did you two work together, Dr. Chin, to tell this story? Well, about a year ago, I got an email from Carmen Noble. She's at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. They have a, a center for media and public policy where they try to train journalists about a variety of issues so they can write better stories. And one of the collaborations they have is with Josh, and he's done a series of tremendous graphic, comic journalism articles. And they said, hey, you know, we've seen a couple of your academic articles. We think this would be a great topic for, for Josh to work with for a piece on empathy mm -hmm. and health equity. And so one thing led to another, and we have Josh's terrific piece. How do you think his comic turned out? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. You know, um, part of the, the, I think the challenge is, like, how do we, 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 we speak to a wide variety of listeners? So an academic article is one thing. Josh's piece is great because it really it, it speaks to everyone. Uh, as he was saying, the pictures, the, the, the stories that are told. Uh, I mean, you're breaking down academic articles visually, right, and making sure that everyone can understand. Right. I mean, when you look at the article, I mean, there are some heavy, serious topics discussed, and Josh does it in a just very accessible, fun way, and this is, this is great. So medical schools, they're working to combat health disparities, and they're teaching doctors empathy through tools like improv and even comics. So to learn more, we're talking to Dr. Marshall Chin, who's a U Chicago medicine professor and physician, and Josh Newfeld, who's a comics journalist behind a comic called Empathy 101. So Josh, let's dig into the empathy piece of this, right? So uh, I understand that there's a standard measurement um, when it comes to empathy. So talk about that. How do you measure empathy? <laughs> Well, I was uh, as surprised to learn this as anybody else, but there is a, um, a scale that is called the Jefferson Scale of Physician Empathy, which has a whole number of different um, questions and, and uh, prompts that I guess are uh, used to measure sort of things like compassionate care and perspective taking and standing in a patient's shoes. It was developed by uh, Dr. Mohamed Reza Hojat of Jefferson University. Um, actually, I'm curious whether uh, Marshall, whether you guys at U Chicago Medicine also use the Jefferson Scale? A lot of the work is, is direct observation uh, of, of students, either on the clinics or, or the wards. And sometimes there are structured patients who then are trained to be like practice patients in some ways and to give feedback back to then the, the trainees. The bottom line, though, is really is patients themselves. You know, what do the patients report? You know, do they feel that they can trust the provider? Do they feel they've been listened to? So I think like uh, uh, tools have uh, a, a purpose, whether for academic purposes or leading some structure. At the end of the day, though, it has to be the patient, though, of like, you know, mm -hmm. how does the patient feel? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, according to the comic, Dr. Chin, research shows empathy declines as students go through medical school. I have to admit that was a little concerning for me. What do you think, and why do you think that is? Well, this is sort of a well-known phenomenon, right, that yeah. people enter medical school. But these are our future doctors, so that's <laughs> right. why I was concerned. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, what does this mean for yeah. me? And yeah. you, know. Uh, you know, so like, you know, the, the concern is that people enter as, as real people and humans, and then we manage to beat the humanity out of people um, during the, the years as we emphasize don't have the right balance in some ways of some of the science and, and technical issues and humanism. Both are important. But us, again, as a whole, we don't spend enough time and prioritize and send the message that, that the humanistic skills are as important. It's both the training, but again, it's the whole U.S. healthcare system. We just emphasize procedures, x-rays, technology over good communication, trusting partnerships. Mm -hmm. So one way, of course, you're trying to change that that declining empathy it's through improv, uh, improv, right? And stand-up comedy, Dr. Chin. How does that work? Why improv and, and comedy? And, and could we possibly demonstrate it here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for being game for this. Well, you know, I, I think it gets back to we want to train people to be in the moment. And so as opposed to, you know, who have been to their, their doctor's visit and their doctors fix it up on the computer screen as they're typing their note and all, as opposed to being truly engaged with you, truly listening observing, understanding your values, your preferences, your beliefs, and working together with you in a partnership to improve care. And so what, what the art forms do is they allow then these experiential exercises where people can practice, you know, mm. uh, and it can be very simple. And we'll do an exercise in a moment. And part of it is self-reflection. And, and part of it too, then the equity part is to engage students in these challenging discussions about things like racism. Mm -hmm. So there are exercises and there are debriefings. And so we'll do, a, um, you know, a, thank you for doing this. That like a, Sure, so I'm the patient, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna do a, just a general sort of improv okay. exercise. And, and shout out to my colleague, Jennifer Rusiecki, who created this game for our team. Okay. It's called a thank you game. Okay. Uh, very simple, that uh, the only rule is that, it's a two person scene, you and I, and the only rule is that whenever either of us speaks, the first two words we have to say is thank you. So when you speak, you start by saying thank you. When I speak, I start by saying thank you. Okay. And Josh, can you give us a suggestion of a relationship between two people, like brother and sister or teacher and student? Or uh, how about teacher and student? All right. Uh, thank you, Professor Darlene, that uh, I, I really appreciate this the massive feedback you've given me and the, the D grade you gave me. Thank you, <laughs> student Billy, for being so open to feedback and being willing to correct your mistakes. Thank you. Uh, people always tell me that I'm wrong, and I've had a lot of like uh, the confidence issues, and uh, I really appreciate you just piling on. Thank you, student Billy, for the opportunity to pile on because these were really, really bad mistakes. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty and transparency that, as they say, that that's the only way to grow and you're helping me grow in a big way. Thank you, student, for being so open to change. <laughs> <laughs> and seen. So, so and seen. How, how did that feel? Uh, I, well, first of all, it was very strange starting off with thank you. So I had to get I had to get used to that. Um, but I see the effect there, right? Starting off with the positive. Yeah. When we've gotten feedback from students who do this, they say that the uh, things I mentioned first, 
even the two seconds you get when you have to say thank you allows people to collect themselves. Mm -hmm. and you think. have to think. Right. And then it, when it's sort of a kind of contentious uh, scene like this, the thank you helps the student think a little bit more about while well, they're protected by the person. Yeah. So not just like just straight piling on. So even that helps a little bit. But just, you know, simple exercise is an example of how it helps encourage a little bit of reflection. It helps one take a little step back. So, the, you know, we have these conversations all the time. Right. But this makes us be a little bit more reflective about it to help us improve. Very interesting. Uh, Josh, I want to touch back on, on graphic medicine, right, as you, you mentioned sure. earlier. I, I thought it was funny because you, you were kind of making a comic about comics that they use in medicine. Yeah. Really meta, right? So talk about that. You know, Tell us more about how graphic medicine works. Well, um, you know, I'm not an expert on it, but uh, it, it turns out that a, a lot of the work I've done over the last few years, um, for most of it for the journalist resource, who uh, Marshall mentioned earlier, has been in the realm of graphic medicine. Like I did a comic um, back in 2020 about um, persistent racial inequities um, going back to the what we call the Spanish flu um, and its relation to what was going on with uh, COVID and the African-American community. And then I did a piece uh, last year about um, COVID vaccination in LGBTQ uh, houseball community there in Chicago. Um, so both of those are comics about medical topics and obviously this piece you know, really doubles down on that. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing it, I was learning about, you know, I was really intrigued that Dr. Chin uses graphic medicine uh, elements in his workshops and just learning more about how many uh, schools and, and yeah. various other institutions use that form as well. Yeah, and educators um, using yeah. virtual reality too, yeah. right, Josh? Yep, yeah, yeah, there's some really interesting work being done with virtual reality. Uh, like the um, the Pritzker uh, Institute, which did a uh, virtual reality study where people um, actually like role played as a young African American um, person who started out as a boy and grows into a man and like in encounters all these like uh, micro encounters of racism throughout their experience that mm -hmm. just sort of like totally affects their life and the staff and and faculty at the school were really um, affected by that experience and talked about how much it would affect their understanding and, you know, relation to uh, dealing with people who are not like them yeah. um, in their own uh, work. So it's also been used in like um, uh, dental, like uh, stu dental students who are working with kids to try to help them get over fear of, of uh, you know, dental encounters and mm -hmm. people dealing with elderly folks and their diseases. So it's, it's really starting to be uh, widespread. And I'll bring it back to Josh's Empathy 101 piece. And, and so uh, like in University of Chicago, it's really like we have two of the national experts. It's really, you know, their leadership, uh, Brian Callender and Shirley Obu Obi. And it, the last panel in jo Josh's comic is one where it actually features some of my, uh, quote, artwork, where I, I took a, um, one of the sessions as a trainee, I think it was from Brian who led this one, 
where the exercise was to draw a self-portrait. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a little stick figure of myself, and he then asked, well, then put into the self-portrait things that are important to you. So I, I drew my wife, my wife, I drew my son, um, I, I drew a stethoscope because being a doctor is important. I drew a, a microphone because the stand-up and comedy is important to me. Yeah. Um, I drew a book because the love of learning and education and advancing knowledge is important. Uh, so the point, Brian's point and Sterling's point with similar exercises is that we can't look at people just as individuals. You know, they're embedded into with families, with friends, through neighborhood. And if we're going to deliver the best possible health care to them, we have to understand their full context. We'll leave it there. Dr. Marshall Chin is a U Chicago medicine professor and physician. And Josh Newfeld is a comics journalist behind Empathy 101. You can check out the Empathy 101 comic. It's at suntimes.com. Thank you both so much. Very interesting. Thanks very much, Sasha. Thank you.